Welcome. Welcome to our second episode of the Tacos Al Pastor podcast. This is your host, Pastor Matt Holmeyer. We have a wonderful guest from Trinity Baptist Church today with us today. Today we're going to be talking about the vision of Trinity Baptist Church in our history, how that's being lived in our present, how we're aiming for our future. But we have Dominic and Monica Giannis here today to join us to share a bit of their story. Thank you all for being with us today. Thanks for having us, Matt. All right. And you're here for the tacos, I know. And that's our tagline. (laughs) Come for the tacos, stay for the conversation. So our tacos today come from uh, Los Angeles here in San Antonio. Uh, Two locations um, in, I think, Castle Hills and in South San Antonio. It looks like we have some barbacoa and maybe some chorizo and egg um, on flour, one on corn. What what are y'all going to go for? I'm going to get the corn. Go for the corn. All right. I'm going to get... That's the good corn. That's not... The real question is, which is the hot one? Okay. So I I am told the green is the hot and that is the more mild. From living in Central Texas, are you pushing the mild (laughs) to me? All right. right, Just let me get that. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take the mild. You know, in Central Texas, uh, the green is generally uh, less or more mild. Uh, In San Antonio, I've noticed that... Here you go. The uh, the green is a little more generally the spicier one. It's deceiving because the, there's the seeds. Yeah, and yeah, you gotta kind of give it a little sniff test. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick just with the barbacoa for a little bit. So yeah, these are really good. Very good. That's a good corn tortilla. That looked like mm-hmm. like the good corn tortilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they've. Uh, I like the kind of medium thickness tortilla. It's a pretty solid flour tortilla. Yes. And uh, we had barbacoa last time on our first episode. It just got better and better every bite. And so uh, I'm hoping this one will as well. But as my initial bite, pretty solid. How's the how's the chorizo? It's good. I'm glad that good. it's not greasy. Like sometimes you want that, but as we get, as we get older, I'm like, maybe not so much. Have <laughs> you run into the issue yet of not being able to find barbacoa on a weekday here? I have not. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Yeah. Barbacoa is a Sunday kind of really? thing. Really? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I read an article about 2M barbecue, one of the main barbecue here in town that does it on Sunday, and it made me wish mm-hmm. I didn't have to go to church maybe mm-hmm. one week so I could go get it yeah. for brunch. Well, it's the unofficial motto of San Antonio big red and barbacoa every day. Every day, every, every day. day. Yeah. Well, hey, learning things. <laughs> Locals here. Locals. Well, we are here to talk about uh, Trinity's vision. And the stated vision of Trinity Baptist Church is for uh, for seekers to become believers, for believers to become disciples. And uh, the vision is to help people along that process. Um, and as staff and others visited about, man, who would be great to come in and visit? Um, I mean, y'all's story came up of one who have kind of lived that process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so maybe just kind of, would y'all be willing to share some of your stories as a, uh, as a couple, as individuals, just about how y'all went from seekers to believers and how, yeah, that story. How long do we have? <laughs> we can edit whatever we need. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. yeah. Well, it all started in the fourth grade. <laughs> no, it, it really did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Monica and I went to the same Catholic school together. Okay. We were in different rooms. Just like for six different weeks, grade. we were separated by a wall, yeah. different cool. grades. And we never met each other then. But when we met in college uh, at KSYM 90.1 FM, we met in college radio. She knew people that I knew from Blessed Sacrament. I was like, hey, you know these people? Yeah, I went to high school with them, went to high school with them. We realized that we had actually kind of been in each other's orbit yeah. for some time. Juggled locals that grew up here in right. San Antonio. We grew up here. We were both uh, altar servers, but I don't 
ever remember you we never at a altar served together. Yeah, right. never altar served together. And I think that was a good foundation. Um, you know, our parents um, put us in in Catholic school. Yeah. And uh, I just remember at a certain point at a um, when we were able to, it's like, okay, at this grade, we can become altar servers. Yeah. And it's like, I, I want to participate. I think early on, I realized I wanted to participate in the mass mm. and, um, limited options, but, yeah. um, that carried through, uh, into high school. But by high school, I was like, not really feeling it. And, um, kind of wandered yeah uh there is definitely we both had a, a, a wilderness but we had that foundation yeah mm-hmm. of um of god and jesus and knowing just kind of the basics yeah. and i think it took us it took me yeah. years to to get activated yeah until until we reunited and we're like we should probably find a spiritual help mm. yeah. yeah yeah i mean the whole time there was a uh, you know, uh, and people at the church know this, is that we've always been these spiritual people. Yeah. We were just searching for a new vocabulary, hmm. just something to have words to that we yeah. could put on equal terms with others. Yeah. And when we came to Trinity, I mean, we're pretty nervous about it, right? Because, <laughs> you know, like it was like, you know, yeah. it's like, do you go to church as an adult? It's like, well, I go to the funerals and the weddings and yeah. occasionally, you know, something like a first communion for someone else. Yeah. But we were coming to start to make that choice of, Hey, I've been going to these Sunday school classes. My godmother and god sister are there in the special friends group, the special needs adult ministry. And that's how you got That's how I got in. Yeah. yeah. And I saw something that I couldn't unsee. Mm. It was, you know, it was a fluency of faith. Mm. There was so much understanding in that room. And and I would come home and she'd see me and he was just like like he's always pretty chipper (laughs) and positive and he was just like this place is great everybody's like smiling and there's like coffee and (laughs) everybody's saying good morning and uh and he was seeing his godmother and his god sister but also um one of the academic advisors at san antonio Hmm. college her husband was in that group too so we started seeing these kind of threads these connections that were bringing it back to something and i was nervous to um to approach it there's these preconceived notions about just religion and church in general and then uh, with a baptist church being raised catholic and stuff and um we just had to dive in and we um we went to a service and i was like oh wow this is completely different (laughs) that was mind-blowing yeah Yeah. it was uh, so y'all went to our mulberry service and and, uh dr robert creech was the interim pastor at the time and he was talking about creation so a good place to start again yeah i'll start from the beginning and then (laughs) And then he dropped like a Carl Sagan quote. Okay. And I was like, this guy gets it. <laughs> I, 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 he just reached me right now. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was incredible mm. because then we went home that day after Bible study and we were just like, oh, wow. You know, like, yeah. It kind of reignited. And again, we'd been spiritual. We knew kind of the basics, but here was yeah. something that reignited and activated yeah. something in us. And then um, I did the TCB for you yeah. and met the Pattersons and they showed me all the small groups and um, just realizing how 
much opportunity there is through Trinity. Um, I was super excited about the floral ministry. That was the first one that I wanted to do. Not what I expected, but all right, there we go. And and mind you, after a couple weeks of coming to church, I say, we're like, hey, look, I know we're getting a little more invested in this and we like it. And and we, I went to a potluck with, with these people and they were all pretty cool. I like them. And now they're not these people. Now they're my friends. And, and And I said, I won't do that thing where I dive headfirst into it and overwhelm myself and just totally just be absorbed by it. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> there's, there's, um, people, we go through changes and those changes usually start with like the pre-contemplation. Yeah. Right. Where ideas are finally kind of coming together and we're entertaining these thoughts of like, what if, Yeah. what if I did this mm-hmm. and what if I tried this differently? Yeah. And after a while, those, uh, pre-contemplations take root. Yeah, and they start pushing out some of the old ideas, mm. and there is a there is a period I know last fall where it was kind of like out with the old and with the new. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally changed the way I saw myself, the way we saw the marriage we were planning. Yeah. We were still planning a wedding at the time we started coming to church, and you know that change really started to occur when we completely just immersed ourselves in this place. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When we fell into faith. Like yeah. we kind of fell back, back into it because again, we had a centralized place that was a regular constant. I think we were looking for a consistency in, yeah. in and how we just felt so welcome and we were so instantly welcomed. And um, Sarah Sensenig, um, we asked her to officiate our wedding. Yeah. We knew her a few months. But there was a connection there, yeah. and uh, she had baptized Dom, and yeah. I was like, "Yes, I, I, I want this. I love what uh, yeah. what Trinity is is doing and providing for for people like us." Well, so much of what y'all are saying this helps flesh out that first part of the vision for to be a space, to be a place, to be a people where seekers might become believers. And sometimes I think those of us who have been believers and disciples for some time have preconceived notions about who are seekers and maybe they're anti-God, far from God, living some lost and wayward life. And sometimes that happens, but so much more often it's people, as you said, that, that need a different vocabulary or to speak with great, speak faith with greater fluency. God is already there and present, comes to be known in a whole different transformative way. And that I think that's very helpful in helping rounding out that understanding of that word seeker, you know, that we've kind of been handed. Um, there's so many differing ways, differing stages of seeking and, and ways to find that. Um, and I, we talked about in our first episode, so much of that is found in community. It's you encounter God often through scripture, through prayer, you bet, through preaching even sometimes, but Carl Sagan quotes, but mostly through the people, uh, the people of God and what is sensed among them. So y'all have talked some about uh, like a change of vocabulary, fluency, some really helpful words. Again, looking at that vision, seekers become believers, believers becoming disciples. As as in your journey, or just in y'all's understanding, what is that difference between believer and disciple? Um, what what are no wrong answer, right? Just what do, what do y'all think some of the differences there are, and why maybe that's differentiated? Action. 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 I think um, a believer, it still takes a lot of, you know, a certain amount of surrendering, a certain amount of like even ego loss. But I think being a disciple is that action. You are doing something. You are out in the community. You're doing something or even within your home, you are doing something that moves the spirit forward and 
Trinity has different volunteer groups and um, a Bible study group where they are just all about volunteering and stuff like that. I think that's the discipleship, that it's um, an active yeah. movement. So kind of movement. from the head to the heart to the feet, where your yes. whole being there and your time and everything is kind of encompassed in that, not just sort of belief, but yeah. yeah. That's great. Don, do you have any variations on that? Yes, in uh, action, right? That's one, that's a big one for us. But the other one for me, it's been scholarship. Mm. It's been study yeah. and reading, uh, investing myself in new types of literature I've never tried yeah. reading before. And you know, I had, when I came to Trinity, I was in my research year in grad school, and I was finishing yeah. a major, massive research project for policy, public yeah. policy. And you know, I finished school, and at the meantime, I had started kind of you know, like a DJ. They start crossfading to the next record, and there was something. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure cooler people than I know what that means. <laughs> How many references to the radio have you? <laughs> not enough. Okay. All right, not enough. But it was uh, something that I started to apply my mind yeah. to, you know. And I was like, yeah, there's so much to think about mm. in this and unpack. Yeah. And you know. When we go back to being altar servers to where we are today, mm. there was this period in the middle where it was like God gives us space to work, yeah, to not be micromanaged, to try to do things on our own, and to see how there's so much we can't do. We are utterly dependent yeah. on that relationship with God. And I'm learning this through not just the readings, but even just reflecting on yeah. the memories I've been blessed with to piece together, mm -hmm. saying, this is all starting to make sense now. Yeah. 38 years of being on planet Earth is starting to come together mm -hmm. because there was this connection that I wasn't seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so... Recycling back to, I swore I'm not going to jump into this. Type of class. <laughs> like I'm auditing a class in seminary right yeah, now, yeah. and the it is beyond pre-contemplation for yeah. seminary. It is about like I'm going to really throw my heart into this yeah. literature and open this up and connect it to everything else I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is that we are free to use our time. God allows us that freedom to use our time, our energy, our mind, our body, how we see fit. The disciple chooses because of what Christ has done in us to use as much of that as we can for for Jesus use you know our mind our body our heart all of those things um and and I think it's remarkable maturity and on y'all's part too to be able to piece your story together from the beginning to say you don't have to throw out your past when you come to this new understanding of of Jesus your past is what led you here, the good and the bad of it. And it's kind of a continuous thing God's been working on. That's also that path of the apprentice, I think. Uh, very yeah. Reinhold Niebuhr said that um, to be radical monotheist is to accept life's disappointments as gifts. Mm -hmm. yeah. really is to yeah. look at all the things that came before, yeah. the setbacks, the trials, yeah. the tests, and to understand that all of them were meant as something to be great, grateful for. Yeah. Which yeah. is to say all of life is a gift, mm -hmm. right? Everything, this conversation, whatever we have, it's all gift and to be seen in light of that. Boy, so many ways we could go from there. I'm still <laughs> thinking about barbacoa. <laughs> I think we one of the next episodes we're going to have to bring in Big Red with the barbacoa. Um, I think that would be a nice red aesthetic there and uh, really get the full San Antonio experience of that. Um, but yeah. So far, barbacoa just gets better. It's kind of my first one. Like, oh, it's all right. But then yeah, I noticed the settle in. So my, mine has fallen apart. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm using a corn tortilla here. Yeah. Now, typically, see, now tacos you want to have on paper plates. 
Okay. So you fold it up like a taco at the end, yeah. and then a taco you, for the taco. This is yes. exactly what it's That's for for shuffling food into your mouth. Meta yeah. taco. Okay, yeah, absolutely excellent. Good. <laughs> yeah, these are pro tips here. Uh, this this really is insider language. Yeah. All right. Now, now um, I've been to Boston, and they serve me duck tacos there. And they served them on like stainless steel platters yeah. and they were under lamps and they were so fancy. Yeah. I mean, it was at a fancy event, right? And and I was like, you know, back home, we just throw these in foil in a paper bag. Like, like <laughs> exactly. yeah. You know, they're. Don't fancy this yeah. up, Boston. It's, it's, what do you expect? It's unleavened bread and some. You know, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Stay for that. We, we can go when we're on tacos. I'm gonna... <laughs> so, in your journey, I mean, y'all have learned a lot. Um, God has been very active in your life. And I think many of us have observed this and we've had coffee and talked about it. What, what have been kind of some of the joys of that? What have been some of the challenges as y'all have been on your own kind of journey from. If I can apply these labels, right? Seeker, believer, disciple, just on this journey of ma being mature and growing in, in maturation. What have been some of the joys? What have been some of the challenges of that for y'all? And you got married in the midst of a lot of this just in March, last March, right? In March. Yeah. Um, 12. Okay. So I think, again, that community, you spoke about community, like the, you can't, I think you can't really practice faith in a bubble you can't yeah. do it by yourself and i think that's where we were as seekers where we're just very individualized we're going to do it up by ourselves and that and it's so silly because you need community um the potlucks are obviously fun because we love to cook and share food and yeah. we were looking for this outlet hmm. and then um the bible studies have just been great because again it's um we're such nerds like well <laughs> yeah like you're telling me we get to read and discuss like yeah. a great story yeah sign me up and being able to hear different perspectives and share and connect yeah. and see that light Every weekend is yeah. super intense and great. And it's just a um, a regular positive thing in this yeah. life. And that's my my takeaway yeah. from it. Yeah. And I think part of uh, the maturing process is realizing our, our use of time and using mm -hmm. time meaningfully. Yeah. And, you know, we have our fun and we, you know, we have the life we live, but... Saturday nights, we're reading the Bible study guide for the next mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. because we know it's like, well, you know, our sleep tonight is not about Saturday. It's mm -hmm. about being fresh for Sunday. Yeah. Right. Sleep is for the next day, not yeah. the day before. And uh, what I do today is not for the day behind me. It's for the day ahead. It's a very Sabbath concept mm -hmm. of you start Sabbath at sundown mm -hmm. and it's for that. You get your sleep, you get your rest. And that I think most of our lives are lived backwards of that. We sleep out of exhaustion mm -hmm. instead of resting to prepare us for work. I mean, that's a mindset shift. And the Sabbath isn't about coming into a week exhausted. And this just goes into our life with Christ. Sabbath is about resting well so that we can live out of an abundance mm -hmm. of, of God. Um, anyway, that's a that's a really healthy mindset. I learned it from LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. LeBron too. But, but you've reinforced it. Yeah. So, a lot. Yes, all right. It's so, approved. Okay. There's evil validity here. All right. But um, that's really fun. Yeah. But, you know, there was this uh, one of the services where uh, I saw somebody respond to the call to yeah. the altar, mm -hmm. and, and and she must have been in her late 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I got super emotional mm -hmm. during that, you know, just to see yeah. the courage to be in front of others, to declare faith like mm. that. And and I, I saw that and I told Monica and I said, I think I need to be rebaptized before the wedding. 
Mm. And when they baptize me, they need to really like scoop from the bottom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, we started to coordinate that. And I said, mm. because our marriage is not going to be boyfriend and girlfriend plus. Mm. It's going to be a completely new solution between yeah. us. It's going to be a bond that has completely new characteristics about it. Yeah. yeah. To do things together that we couldn't do before. Yeah. And and that has definitely been the case. So in our vows, it was about building legacy together. Mm. It was about having using that now as a platform for us. That this is not two independent people that you got to like shake up and mix together. Yeah. And you know, like it's just one clear solution. And mm. Sarah Sensenig, who officiate, who rebaptized me, who did not fall into the hole <laughs> with me when we did it. We had a whole contingency plan in pace. So it was like, because well, she, she was pregnant. She was pregnant. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like, you know, the music's already playing. We're ready to go out. It's showtime, right? And uh, there's a contingency plan. So it was like, well, if I fall in, you got to pick me up to point to Dr. Creech. And Dr. Creech says, yeah, I'll get you. And then you get him. And then I'm there. It's like, all right. And Dr. Creech says, we're going to get you out. And I said, just get me in. Just, one way just get me in. We'll be okay. All right. That's and, funny. But Sarah going on and officiating our wedding. And, and I yeah. remember a lot at the tiny altar we made at the wedding. It was a little table. Yeah. And Sarah asked, would you like communion? And mm -hmm. and one of the highlights of that wedding was Sarah looking me in the eyes mm -hmm. and saying, Dominic, I'm going to emulate this. She's holding the bread. She goes, this is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, she's so goofy yeah. most of the time, but yeah. having her like officiate our wedding and being so serious yeah. and stuff, yeah. I know it like, it sealed the, yeah. literally sealed yeah. the deal. It, yeah. it, it elevated that moment to this is, this is more than what you see in a rom-com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, there is a, there is an epic story happening here yeah. on the backdrop of a bigger narrative. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I say at weddings now. You know, this will be the biggest witness of your life is this relationship. Whatever else, even as a pastor, right? My family, my spouse, like that is what more people will see. And, and I will be able to show or not show Jesus more in that relationship than any other one I have because it's all the time, you know, and it's such a powerful thing. And to live into that from the beginning, I think a lot of people discover that a few years in. <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful thing. Last night we were auditing, you know, I'm auditing it through it, and uh, we're talking about Schleiermacher. Yeah. And, and talking about religion as a relationship. Yeah. And in the class discussion, we talked about why it's important to have that relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, using Christ as your model. Mm -hmm. And and because if we can emulate that kind of relationship with each other, we're already doing the foundation of our faith. Yeah. 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 Man, that's so good. You know, we I haven't even specifically ask how the church, Trinity Baptist Church, but the church in general has shaped your faith. But yet it it's just so encouraging to hear by just being who Trinity is, which is to say just being the church, not anything maybe so special. Jesus has been, you know, given witness to and, and modeled and has been a part of y'all's faith development kind of over this year, but even before that. Um and, and that's, I think, exactly what all churches hope for, but for specifically just by being who we are and doing what we do, the Spirit of God works through that in ways we don't always know to help lead people along this process. And that that is so encouraging for a pastor to hear, and certainly uh, what we're hoping happens at all time. So for those that may, you know, be a visitor to church or 
um, or just looking at this from the outside? I mean, what are, are those of us in church wanting to grow in our faith? What encouragement would y'all give? Uh, y'all have talked about some things you've done and, and things have been meaningful for you. What would what encouragement would you give uh, those kind of starting at that seeker place, wondering about moving forward? I think either joining a ministry or joining a small groups. We've been at Trinity for a year this yeah. month, and we're in like what three different ministries. <laughs> like we got asked uh, to uh, to be greeters yeah. pretty early on, and that's a great way. Yeah. We received these nice smiles and handshakes um, when we were going there, and then to turn around and offer that, yeah. and people are so grateful for. They're like, oh, y'all are so young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please say it again. Um, so they're feeling that welcome and yeah. then being able to give that back to people. We've met so many more people yeah. and just carry that um, that kindness and that welcoming on and, and being able to help and talk about Trinity Baptist yeah. to visitors is great. I think... Um, yeah, just finding that community. Yeah. And I know sometimes it's like scary to try something new. Like, yeah. And I was scared to yeah. to step in um into a, the church life uh again. But yeah. you just kinda have to let that that yeah. go. And, and, and trust that, that none of them are perfect, say. right? I mean, there's no they're all gonna be imperfect. You're gonna be in Sunday school with people you don't agree with or that say weird things and that's it's usually, usually dumb, you know, and, uh, but that, you know, or you have fights about little things as church here and there. We all fall short of this. That's also some of the beauty of being together. It's this, you know, diverse group of people that believe different, think different, different backgrounds, doing our best to come together and unify, not in our political opinions or our, you know, recreational activities or our DJ habits or whatever they are, right? But as unifying in Christ in the midst of all this difference. that That's when it is so uh, encouraging and just beautiful when it comes together. And um, yeah, and y'all have dove in, dived in with... Uh, with dove in? No, dove in. Dove in. Dove in. Yeah, anyway. Duck, duck, um, duck. Well, we'll jump jump in. In. Yes. Yes. There you go. And uh, anyway, I, I'm, y'all encourage many others through that. Um, coming to Trinity Baptist Church, and seeing the amount of service that's occurring. Yeah. And for for me, service was always important uh, because I, you know, I'm a volunteer. I have, like my CV of volunteering, believe it or not, is longer than all the places I've worked at. And that's a lot. <laughs> you know? But it's, you know, I've always, before I was always trying to serve. And a lot of, a lot of people are like volunteer curious, like I want to like make a difference in the world. And, you know, when you're serving an individual or a cause, that's one thing. Yeah. And when you suddenly have the light put on, it's like, no, you're actually serving like a whole kingdom. Yeah. That your role, whether it's opening the door for somebody or yeah. rearranging the flowers into vases for people yeah. know, to take home or building a habitat home. Yeah. You realize the much bigger implications of that. Yeah. It changed, uh, you know, radio DJ again. It's a volunteer <laughs> yeah. spot, two hours. And before that... I pray. You know, mm. I realize that what I'm doing is a a quiet form of public ministry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not just about the music. It was really about sharing something much bigger with everybody. Saying, "Hey, this is like this is I'm this is a gift to me, and I'm sharing yeah. it with you." And, and that's the life of a disciple, right? That every aspect of your life can and will be used for the glory of God and the kingdom of God if we allow that to happen, right? So whatever our jobs are, whatever 
as we parent, as we do whatever we do in our life, mm -hmm. all of that, that's part of that difference, I think, of growing and, and being more mature um, is that every aspect of our life can and will be used. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd take something you said one step further, just sort of putting my pastor hat on, which is, I guess, why I'm here. Um, you know, in the, for the disciple, there's no volunteering, right? It's it's not like, you know, sometimes volunteering is like I have my life and then volunteering is just like extra yeah, pieces. Yeah. yeah, and it, and it's like a, you know, an extra thing where serving on the floral committee, greeting, just caring for one another, attending Bible studies, encouraging people that are hurt, all of the things that we do, uh it, it is just flows out of the aspect of of this life of following Christ. It's not separate from who we are or a little bonus we add on. It it flows from that life of yeah, Christ. It's in the scaffolding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, with uh coming to Trinity Baptist Church here, yeah. like you see this is an institution of becoming. Mm. And and it is practiced moment by moment. And one of our senior church members, uh, he told us something I didn't forget. One well, actually a few things. One of them was Look at this beautiful church that you're inheriting just because you want to show up and work for it. You mm. want to give. Yeah. And all of this could be yours if you're willing to just love it and care yeah. for it like we did. Wow. And yeah. and he said uh, something else uh, a few weeks later. This is my favorite place to be. Hmm. Yeah. And and I never really asked that. I was like, where is my favorite place to be? If I asked that out loud, <laughs> most people are going to think, that spot on the couch, right? <laughs> yeah. or on Netflix, and just yeah. you know, have the kitchen, the kitchen, right? Yeah, you know, or, or a place that might be temporary somewhere. Yeah. You know, I have favorite places around town. It's like, oh, there's a beautiful view from this cliff, and now there's apartments yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> now they get the beautiful view from the cliff. Yeah, yeah, but that's favorite. That is a really good place to wrap up this conversation. I mean, that this journey we're on is about the generations that have given not just Trinity Baptist Church, but the many more generations that have gifted the church, I mean, universal to our generation and those around us that we get to build for the next. And um, that there is extreme joy in being together when we're doing, when we're on this journey together. But thank you all for, for sharing your story. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your friendship. And um, we, we are thankful for you all very, very much. Thank you all for joining us uh, for this episode as we've discussed the vision of Trinity Baptist Church. Um, tune in to future episodes. We appreciate you joining us. Please like and subscribe below uh, to the Trinity Baptist Church YouTube channel. If you have thoughts on where our tacos should come from for a future episode, please comment below. If you've got questions or subject you would like addressed or, or for us to visit about in a future podcast episode, feel free to comment below. Thank you again for joining us.